Hey, everybody. I'm Lauren Hicks, and this is episode 88 of the 5-Minute Discipleship Podcast. On this podcast, we are on a mission to help people become fully devoted followers of Jesus. You know, discipleship is a daily journey, so I decided this should be a daily podcast. It's my prayer that you find encouragement and inspiration that helps you grow deeper in your faith. To make sure you don't miss an episode, be sure to subscribe on a podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever may be your favorite app. Today on the podcast, we are talking about the priority of loving your neighbor. When our first daughter was about six months old, we were living in West Texas. I was 25 years old and the pastor of a small church. One Saturday morning, we were at home, and I remember being in the back of the house when my wife screamed my name. I came running. Our little baby girl had been asleep on the couch beside her. In her sleep, she had a seizure and stopped breathing. For my wife and I, it was a moment of panic. My wife grabbed the phone and called 911, but I knew we could not wait until the paramedics arrived to do something. We hadn't lived in town long, but I knew that my neighbor across the street was a police officer. I ran to his home, pounded on his door, quickly explained what was happening. Now, the officer was on medical leave because he had been in an accident and had broken his leg, but he grabbed his crutches and said, let's go. As quickly as possible, he hobbled across the street, came into our home, and when the paramedics arrived, my neighbor was already performing CPR. Now, our baby was taken to the hospital, and once again, God was good to us, and she was okay. But I remember coming back home that night from the hospital and walking across the street to my neighbor's house, and I expressed my deep thanks for what he had done for our daughter. I'll never forget his words. He shrugged and said, Lauren, that's what neighbors do. If you've read the New Testament, you know that Jesus tells us that the second greatest commandment after loving God is to love our neighbor as ourselves. The idea of loving our neighbor is beautiful to think about so long as it remains an idea. But the concrete reality of loving our neighbor strips the beauty away. It is an astounding commandment if we are to take it seriously. For us to live this out, something supernatural must happen in our souls. Our natural carnal man is focused on self-preservation. It's focused on comfort, happiness, personal reward, and enjoyment. If God is not the love of our lives, there is no way that we will truly love our neighbor as ourselves. Something happens when you experience the love of God and then begin to love God in return. Well, what happens is you begin to love what God loves. And you might ask, Lauren, what does God love or who does God love? Well, let me tell you, God loves the foster child. He loves the addict trying to find freedom. He loves the lonely. He loves the couple going through a divorce. He loves the woman who has had an abortion. He even loves those who don't believe in him. But can we do this? Can we care about our neighbor's needs as much as we do our own? Can we rejoice in their happiness? Can we worry about their future? Can we weep about their sorrows? The dilemma is that we either love certain things instinctively or we don't. Now, no one has to command me to kiss my wife, eat tacos, cheer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, or take a nap. I love all those things instinctively. But I don't love liver. I don't love traffic. I don't love the San Francisco Giants, and you can't command me to love them. How can we love what we don't love? Well, it requires a change of heart. And this is the ongoing work 
of the Holy Spirit. I want you to see this. For the disciple, for the follower of Jesus, loving our neighbor must be a priority. In fact, Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse 35, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The problem is that we don't often feel like loving our neighbors, much less our enemies. And Jesus is not teaching us to love our neighbors when we get the feeling. You see, sometimes you may not feel like loving someone. You may not feel any sympathy or compassion, but we demonstrate our love for God when we love others with our actions regardless of our feelings. And God will often provide the love we need to feel when we act before we feel. What would I do if I did have the appropriate feeling toward them? Well, we must pray and ask God to help us see and to hear and to feel what He does. We must allow our hearts to be impacted by what touches God's heart. What does it look like to love your neighbor? Let me give you a few ideas. It looks like cooking a meal for someone who is sick, visiting someone who is shut in, someone in a nursing home or a hospital. It could look like free babysitting for a single mom. It could look like helping someone move or giving someone a right to church. Love could be school supplies for a family that is struggling. It could be tutoring a kid who needs help at school. Love could be demonstrated in giving a listening ear for someone who is confused or hurting. It could be compassion, understanding for a family with a child that has special needs. Love could be demonstrated in patience and kindness for someone who is struggling instead of us being demanding for them. You see, the list can go on and on. But here's today's challenge. Before this day is over, take action to show someone God's love. You see, love requires action, not just sympathetic feelings. Jesus didn't just feel sorry for us. He took action and love is our motivation. Hey, thanks again for joining me for today's episode. If you want more resources on discipleship, I encourage you to subscribe to the 5-Minute Discipleship blog. It's free. It comes out each Friday. I think you'll enjoy it. Check it out at 5minutediscipleship.com. And be sure to check out show notes for today's episode at 5minutediscipleship.com backslash 88. And until next time, let's continue on our journey as followers of Jesus. Jesus.